What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. A little bit weird this time, I guess, because we're recording on a Wednesday. Normally, we record on weekends, but that's, again, I've said this before, that's just our holiday schedule impacting things right here. Um, I'm going to skip the news as we usually do because we will have another episode like in a week or so. Um, and there's really not that much that's happened really this week anyway, right. just because it's so much earlier in the week. Um, but we do have a guest today, Jeremiah. Hello. Introduce yourself. Yes. What's going on? Uh, Hip hop. I-, I can't even say the name. What's up, podcast people? I hope you guys <laughs> An alliteration. Well. It's intentional. Yeah. It's hard to say. Hey. Uh, I might mention this later on my episode, but actually it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. I actually have my own podcast as well. So the fact that I'm back on a podcast at the guest too, uh, it's such a pleasure and it's great to meet both of you guys. Uh, Nikhil, do you want to mention how we both met or do you want me to mention how we both met? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can talk about it. Um, yeah, first of all, I mean, obviously, yeah, you have your own podcast and I can tell as well because this it seems very natural to you, you know, um, you just kind of just jumping right into it. Um, great public speaking right there. But yeah, I mean, we um, both have a mutual friend and that's kind of how we met because um, actually what's funny is and I know he was involved with y'all's podcast for um, a short run. And like that was pretty much like the same week, you know, coincidentally that like we had actually started like Lucas and I started ours. It was yeah. like middle of March. And so like, um, yeah, I found out he was doing that. And then that's how I found out about you. Um, I think we followed each other on social and then slowly started like talking more and more. So but yeah, definitely. It's great to have you on here. Um, I guess this is what I do with everyone. Uh, tell us your favorite hip hop or favorite rap artist specifically, and also your favorite R and B artist. And I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you. If it's the weekend, give us your number. Pick two. someone else. <laughs> give us your number two because Lucas has an issue with every guest that I bring on, and then your no. favorite R and B artist ends up the weekend. He's like, "Bro, what are you yep. doing?" So, no, uh, no, challenge. trust me. I yeah, no, I love the weekend. I mean, you saw on our like blended little playlist that you know I'm a big weekend fan, but yeah, I'm not gonna say him for today. Obviously, I know a lot of your guests love the weekend, you know, props to him. But for me, when I first started listening to rap, I was you know, middle school, a little bit of high school, right? Uh, it was J. Cole, J. Cole, mm-hmm. Silent Story got me into the rap, uh, rap scene. I say Drake too, to be honest, too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. if you guys remember the song, uh, so fly, I think that's what it's called. I yeah, it's old. It's old. It's old. old. Yeah, it's like twenty. That's like pre so far gone, even to some extent. It's around that time, twenty yes. two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Really old song. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I say yeah. J Cole, Kendrick, Drake got me into the rap scene. R and B. I'm a big R and B guy for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm a big R and B guy. Oh, okay. I would say, I would say actually more female recently because I feel like a lot of female artists have. I don't know. Something needs to touch mm-hmm. my playlist a lot. I say Exiza, Kalani a lot. Um, a little bit of Summer Walker here and there, I would right. say. Um, uh, Snow Allegra, she's good too. I like her. Yeah, yeah believe it and or then, not, uh, um, Lucas actually. Uh, a lot of those artists were at Day in Vegas. I know you didn't get to see. Yeah, Snow I didn't get to see a lot. Of them, I, I got but... to see. Uh, oh, then. I got to see part of Snow Allegra's set. I don't remember if she was. Uh, she was Sunday. No, no. Probably, she was right? Sunday. Yeah, you were yep. still at Earl and Denzel at the time, and that's when I had like shifted away just because I was exhausted. But yeah, I got to see Snow Allegra. A lot of people were really impressed with her set. It was a very slow like R and B set, um, but she had a great performance. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Uzi clowned himself because he was yep. right. <laughs> SZA was after Uzi, so I got to see SZA like oh, from yeah. the back. It, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And you know what? I really like that answer. You know, like I like everyone's answer, you know, everyone's entitled their opinion, but that was like a good set of artists. We don't usually mm-hmm. like talk about as much. Yeah. On, on I, this, so. I, I can't pick one, man. When it comes to R&B or even rap, too, I can't pick one. Like so many have, I guess, like inspired me throughout the years, you know, it really touched me throughout the years. So I, I would right. say, yeah, those conglomerate of artists. Hey, man, are, I love it. I love it. To. So then, so then, can I ask you a question? Do you think, do you like J. Cole more than Kendrick on a personal level? Like, like, yeah, I'm not saying like objectively, like personally, you like Cole more than Kendrick. I would say, yeah, I, would, I like Cole, okay. but I'm not, I'm not saying that Kendrick isn't less talented than him. I'm saying, right, like, you know, right, like per, it's a personal thing, right? It's like, Cole's perfect. music resonates more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I always like meeting like really hardcore J. Cole fans because, like, you know, yeah. there's just like a different like a mentality I, I always really like j cole like hardcore j cole fans like I, I met some in college and stuff and they have like a mentality like i just love so mm. love to hear that man <laughs> no and if you think about it now now i'm looking back it's like all the guests that we've had i think everyone has said kendrick is their favorite exactly rapper. exactly i don't know why so i, I, just, know why I you, love the, you, yeah that's true 
I don't know why you haven't caught on with that. <laughs> but like you never because you never I respect that. that I respect that as an answer. But what's you know? wrong with having the weekend as your favorite R and B artist? Oh I my feel God. like we've definitely had more diversity. Not everyone said Kendrick, but people usually say like, "Oh, I like this guy and Kendrick." You know, people yeah, who are R and B, we only get the weekend. People are just like yeah. the weekend. But I'm it, like, well, that might be. Or go ahead, Jeremiah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna hop in because I was listening, I was listening to the uh, I don't know if it was like the recent episode. It was about the under thirty mm, rap yes, artists. Yep, yep, yep. I just want to say I just want to say um, it's okay to have pumpkin spice frappuccino artists out there. Like I love me some Jack Carlo here and there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he has potential out there. So I just want to put out there, like you know. I don't care what Nick Hill thinks about Jack Harlow and about these other artists. There like, we I go, man. I like, hey, I See, like this. Jeremiah's I just want to say that to, I just want to cheer up Lucas, and I just want to <laughs> prove it to Nick Hill that Pumpkin Spice Pepperino artists deserve to be in the spotlight. There we so, go. There we go, so, man. What I was going to say was, um, I almost forgot what it was going to be, but yeah, oh, about Kendrick. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like people come on here sometimes and like, or just any rap fan in general will mention Ke- Kendrick and it becomes sort of like a credibility thing. It's like, oh, like, you know, if you don't listen to Kendrick, you can't really call yourself a hip hop fan. So it's just like it adds that credibility touch there. But no, J. Cole's kind of on the same level, you know, definitely. We've said this multiple times, like when you talk about like the Mount Rushmore of hip hop mm-hmm. from the 2010s, like J. Cole's on it, right? It's like I yeah. my four, if we're doing Mount Rushmore, it's truly four. Like I go Drake, Kanye, J. Cole, and Kendrick. You know, those are the four right, from right. the 2010s, right? Jeremiah, you had something to say? Yeah, I mean, I'll mention it later on in the okay. episode. I don't want to spoil much about it. I think you'll mention what the episode's yes. about for today. But uh, I mean, Kendrick, J. Cole, like the labels they've created have helped mm-hmm. branch other artists to mm-hmm. create their mm-hmm. own content, right. right? So, I mean, that's what that's their impact too, as well. As as mm-hmm. much as I'm not like a big, you know, Kendrick fan, I still recognize the fact that he's done so much in the industry to help other artists as well. So. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at the Mount Rushmore, the four that I just mentioned, it's it's this like same energy all throughout for all four of them to some extent, maybe some much more than others. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely like another key characteristic about those four, in addition to like just being the four biggest like individual artists of the past like 10 plus years now at this point. But I think that's actually a great segue into our topic for today. So um, yeah, I mean, Lucas, you and I had this idea. It's like obviously... Mm-hmm over the summer and like in the fall like marvel's what if right that was like a whole like that, right. that was a huge trend and people started like theorizing um about a lot of like hypothetical scenarios in the mcu so we're like okay why don't we do something similar on here because we've done an episode on collab albums before but there's been so many like fan theorized or just right like, what if you this know, happened or, or even artists saying like hey this is gonna happen and, it yeah, and then it happens. doesn't right yeah. these fantasy collaborations so we we're like all right what if we just did an episode where all of us just like share four to five of these like hypothetical collaborative albums that maybe were teased or suggested at some point but never really saw the light of day and at this point probably never will but here's our chance to kind of right talk about what could have been right so right so so before we get into that i do want to i do want to say i think there's one piece of news we got to talk about which is draco the ruler right what happened Mm. with that i think we we have to talk about that right yeah i mean that was unfortunate yeah so draco the ruler obviously he had a lot of like core fans that really Mm -hmm. enjoyed his music and I don't, I don't remember looking into like exactly what happened in the death, but it, he was like stabbed backstage or something. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's well, unfortunate. It's like another, another one in the past, like, you know, two years, like it's just been crazy. And then Wiz Khalifa even said something like, you know, there's too much violence going on. This needs to like, you know, chill out. So it's unfortunate. Right. Right. So hopefully, you know, hoping for like a safer 2022 for, for all the artists and yep. all yeah. the fans. So yeah, it's just another tragedy. You know, I think I think we just have lost too many good people in hip hop this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Young Dolph too, right? We lost him yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what, what I was saying was uh, with what Jeremiah was talking about before, Kendrick and Cole, I think that's a good segue into our what if topic, because I yep. feel like whenever collaborative projects come up, and that's actually the first one that I'm going to bring to the table here today. And we'll, we'll do kind of like what we did, we've done in the past, right? We each have our own list. If there's any overlaps, we'll just, you know, merge them. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just go from there. So the first one off my list is the Kendrick Cole project. This was really... I think like 2013 to 2016 for like a three-year run is really when it was kind of at the peak of its height. Right. Um, you know, this was 
largely even like 2013 i still wasn't a huge hip-hop fan by then so i didn't even get to fully experience like you know what the hype behind this was i do know that on born sinner uh forbidden fruit was a track that j cole and kendrick have together and they don't have a lot of music together like that's like the one i could think of song they are both on together right um but people were just really clamoring for a collaborative effort between the two uh, obviously two of like the best lyrical artists storytelling artists of like this past exactly decade, yeah. two of the best rappers period um, of this past decade and ever for that matter right people wanted to see them hop on a tape together and see what they would be able to do because it would probably be I mean, it, people were, it would be watch the throne level, you know, definitely. If oh, absolutely. Like that, yeah. Drop, right? Like just, everyone just I watch the level of these two artists. Um, but we've gotten to the point we actually discussed this album. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit and it's like, both of them are in such different spaces right now and like doing such different things that that window of opportunity that they probably had is kind of just gone at this point, yeah, you know, yeah. like we're, we're, we're never going to get this project. <laughs> right. But you know, like it was, ah, what was as after uh, to pimp a butterfly and mm-hmm, forest mm-hmm. hill drive, they each like swapped out a track. So there's yeah. a, it's called black Friday. Black Friday Kendrick's yep. on Kendrick's on what's it called? Uh, nice watch run it. What's the name of that song? Help me out. <laughs> nice. I thought nice watches from a uh, cold world. 2011 no, no no i'm talking about the song nah. that's got the lyrics nice okay okay okay, okay. i thought you were lyrics. talking about what's that song nice called jeremiah you're the stand help me out <laughs> uh it's on four sales drive four sales okay we'll come back to it we'll come back we'll to come back, 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 back anyway. yeah, okay. and, and j cole okay. hops on all right right okay. so um it, like definitely like they had the energy on that track but yeah i think you're right but especially as oh. jeremiah was saying earlier you got it you got it i think it's a tale of two cities Tales, yes, mm. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, um, so yeah, they're just in different spaces, you know. Like uh, Kendrick now seems to be moving into this PG lane, like mm-hmm. mentor to to Baby Keem role, and yeah. and Cole is definitely in this mentor role. You know, he's working with so many artists on his label and Dreamville. So yeah, I think I think the time has just passed that that's mm-hmm. gonna ever happen. Um, but that was definitely on my list too, right? Like, I think that's almost on like any hardcore hip hop right. fan, like, because you know, like you were saying earlier, everyone who's a hardcore hip hop fan love Kendrick, love mm-hmm. Cole. So you just have to see those two work together. Um, yeah, yeah I don't know if there's anything more to say about that. Jeremiah, anything to add? If not, you can go next on whatever's on your list. Uh, I mean, that was on my list too, to be honest. So yeah. I mean, we all touched based <laughs> on fine. pretty much everything on that. Right. So, so I'll actually like spin off right off of this. Okay, is, sure. um, very closely related mm. as I've always really wanted a black hippie project. Mm. And um, there was a lot of talk about that, that that was going to happen. So for context, right, that's the super group from the TDE label. So yeah. that's Kendrick, mm-hmm. J-Rock, Absol, and Schoolboy. Right. Right. Um, and they have like quite a few tracks together, right? Mm-hmm. So they have um, a track on Try Me from School, like all the way from 2008. That was their first track together, right? Try yeah. Me on Schoolboy's uh, Schoolboy Turned Hustler. Mm-hmm. And then most recently in 2015, they, they appeared on Vice City, mm-hmm. right? From J-Rock's 90059. And, you know, every time they're together, it's just like explosive. And I love the energy. So I've always really wished for a project from these guys. Um, but apparently, you know, there was a recent interview where Schoolboy was talking about the group and he said that they just don't really rap together anymore. Right. So yeah, I think that's kind of like uh, disheartening. Mm. That is very interesting because we think about it. A lot of these uh, labels and groups have like their compilation tapes too, right? Obviously, like YSL, right. like with Slime Language has done two of them. QC down in Atlanta has also done two of them. Um, and even like, you know, there's like Dream Chasers, Dream like J. Cole yeah. and all that, yeah. right? So um yeah, definitely interesting. We haven't got where's the TD Eagle? Yeah, right. exactly. Where is it? So I, I feel like all these artists are just, and you know, something that was interesting about that article that uh, I thought was worth calling out is Schoolboy said that you're not going to see it from them, like just get into the studio and make something quickly and pump it out because, like, there's a fan expectation that TDE albums are conceptual. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, would you be upset if you got like a Black Hickbee album? It wasn't like a con it was kind of like a you know throwaway fun energy collab album versus like a more serious collab album do you think people would actually be mad about that i'm gonna let jeremiah take this one first 
I think it's about just reading, like, you know, the state of rap we're in right now. I think people are leaning towards, like, one side of rap. And they're kind of forgetting, like, you know, or wanting to be open to, like you're saying, like, the more, you said the more cautious rap or the more, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, yeah, more more conscious, more, like, uh, right. theory, like, the album's more cohesive, you know, storytelling type stuff. Right. I think it goes back to, like, you know, uh, old heads talking about, like, what that's what rap is lacking today, right? You know? Right. That's what a lot of, I'm not saying, like, you know, the hardest, but, like, people that listen to, like, the Tupacs, the Snoop Dogs of, you know, back in the day, that's what they're complaining about right now, right? It's because, like, the music right now for rap is so consumable that we're ready to move on to the next thing, right? So it's just, like, we're not digesting, digesting, you know, the music that's being uh, put out there. No, that's a good point. Um, and I think, w- w- well, the other thing is like with collaborative efforts, it's just you get a very different approach a lot of times, right? And even when you look at like when Kendrick is doing features for other people, you know, just think about it. Like I'm, I'm just going to think of some verses off the top of my head. Obviously, there's <laughs> Collard Greens and I'll bring that up because it's with School yeah. Key, right? That's an iconic yeah. one. Um, another like, you know, feature he's had in recent years and he hasn't done a lot recently, but just look at the two that he did on uh, on Keem's project, right? Family Ties as well as Range Brothers. Right. And then we backtrack a little bit to even like 2016 because he was on Sidewalk on the weekends project Starboy, right a lot of people don't remember that that he actually has a song with the weekend when kendrick's doing verses for other people it's kind of a different lane for him it's more of that braggadocious just like you know have a sick flow with some sick bars and everything like that and you don't get the you know you're not going to get like a sing about me i'm dying of thirst kendrick right you know it's right, a very, right. very different lane that's um, a good point so so that's another that's an interesting consideration with these collaborative projects is like I don't know if you would ever get like a fully conscious effort from multiple artists together on something, even Kendrick and Cole together on a project. I don't think you would get necessarily what people would expect the two would do together. And I think that's a big reason why sometimes these collaborative efforts end up being received as underwhelming by people. A lot of people Mm -hmm. were underwhelmed by the Quavo and Travis Scott like album from 2017. I mean, I still love it. But um, the reason I think it was is because people had this expectation. Um, I know I'm deviating a little bit from like the conscious type thing here, um, but there's always a, some sort of expectation people have. Right. The expectation on like Huncho Jack was that it was going to be more reminiscent of Oh My Decide and like Pick Up the Phone from Birds in the Trap and then uh, Rodeo, right? Uh, and then we got something completely different. People were like, I don't like this. Right. So I think with this con, when you have a bunch of conscious rappers or rappers who are known for making conscious music, they get together on a tape and then they don't do that. It might not be received very well. You know, right. that, that's just the way that I kind of see it. That's a really good point. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do agree. I do think that what he's saying, what he was saying is, is true. Right. I think fans would be mad if, if for any reason, this project didn't deliver at the mm-hmm. expectation levels they had. So it's probably safer for everyone yeah. in their career. And, you know, they're just in different head spaces. So yeah. I think sad, that, you know, but that's, that's why, something I really want. That's why Watch the Throne is regarded so highly, right? Is because it's just on another level for like collaborative right. efforts, right? right? There, there's there's very little to like pick out and criticize because the production's on point, you know, Jay is on point, Kanye is on point. It's like, where mm-hmm. where is the drawback on this project, right? It's hard to identify anything. Jeremiah, you got anything to add? Otherwise you can go into your first selection here. Uh, yeah, I was going to add that the fact that I think it's one thing for artists to exchange verses, you know, mm-hmm. exchange beats here and there. But if they're in the studio and they're actually trying to perfect the the project they're trying to create, I think that just adds, you know, more uh, importance to what they're mm-hmm. doing. Right. So but I think, yeah, going back to what you're saying, Nikhil, um, if you do try and combine two similar artists, worst case scenario, it could end up being something that the fans do, don't like because right. you're finding two fan bases that are very big, right? So you want something that works well for both fan bases, mm-hmm. right, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing. Um, so actually, one of the albums that I want to mention was is a Kanye and Drake album that mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember, but this is like around 2015, 2016. It was around when uh, Kanye released, you know, Life of Pablo. Yeah. Uh, it was the uh, the Wolves album, I believe, or I think it was called Wolves or slash Calabasas and New Abu Dhabi. Yeah, the names, what, probably, yeah. the names switched around the names a lot. Were, the names switched around a lot, right? So that's something that I want to mention, bring to the table because, you know, they had some tapes 
released on that, but you know, obviously they weren't on good terms back then. Obviously, you know, times have changed now, but I mean, what do you guys think about that? Do you think we'll get something like that, you know, in this time? Or do you think I'll, that's something that's still in the back burner? I'll start on this one. Um, yeah, obviously this is, and this was on my list as well. So nice. Awesome. It's good that Perfect. we're in the shared, like had same headspace mm-hmm. right now, but um, yeah, this is definitely like an interesting topic right now, especially cause they've kind of, uh, they've had a reconciliation. They did the concert together two weeks ago. Um, so the buzz has kind of picked back up again to some extent. Um, so so right. this is, this is how I see um, this going I don't think you would ever get a collaborative effort between the two or both of them would have like verses together on the project right like, if you think about it even like kids see ghosts that was more of an EP um, and it, it was a very yeah. different sort of collaborative take from Kanye right compared to like what Watch the Throne was where that was like a full-on like you know they both uh, like went at each other not not like you know competing but more like the, the synergy between the two just works so well because it's like they, they interchange their verses like they're, yeah. they're interweaved yeah. is rather that's a better term there but um i don't think you would ever see like a collaborative tape between the two where they both have like verses back and forth just because like mm-hmm. i don't necessarily know if they have that chemistry together like that and if you look at it there's only been two songs that kanye has featured on a drake like you know record before one of them was obviously pop style um mm-hmm. and then that didn't even the kanye version didn't even end up making the cut for views and then you had on more life the song glow which wasn't even like that big of a deal right it was like tacked on at the end of more life it was just one of those things like i gotta get kanye on my project and drake has never been featured as a like artist on a Kanye record, if you think about it, like it's only been through songwriting credits here and there. Like he has, Drake has writing credits on uh, Yikes. And I believe he also has credits on 30 Hours from Life of Pablo. So, but what I think you could see one day, and this would probably be like the dream result out of this is a Kanye produced Drake record. Because in the past, Mm -hmm. every time you've had Kanye producing for Drake, like it's been a hugely successful song like show me a good time is one of them find your love is one of them and i'm going back more to 2010 right now because like kanye was producing a lot more for drake back then i think you could see something like that but you know and i even saw a reddit post about this i just think the ego clash in the room like doing verses together would just like would just cause an explosion and i even sent you this earlier in the week lucas it was that thing about big sean how during dark like the the session he's obsessed yeah, yeah yeah the sessions for dark sky paradise and i think this was like back when kanye was still like something inside him about drake was still bothering him right you hear that whole mm-hmm. thing about like that big sean kind of reveal and this was also because he was uh, like his feelings were a little hurt about what kanye said like oh, it was a mistake signing big sean which was a dumb thing to say considering that you know big right. sean big sean said himself he's the only one under good music who's released like five lps and like has had he's been one of the most successful artists on good music believe it or not and he's been very loyal to them this whole time but that that's like a whole different topic but he basically said that the album Dark Sky Paradise was done, right? You know, Drake and Big Sean had the song Blessings, which was huge in 2015. Um, And it was actually Drake's idea. Like he had conceptualized the song and like Big Sean was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And like he added his verse and everything. It was ready to go. Like pre-orders were ready to go live. They had shipped it. Kanye hears it because obviously good music. He's like looking over the album and he goes, let me hop on that. I want to be on that. And Big Sean's like, dude the album's already been out and drake and connie's like no no no, i I need to be on i need to be on it so they do a verse together big sean hits up drake drake's like i mean it was our song but that's cool yeah if kanye wants to be on it you can get kanye on it and then they like ship it and for whatever reason the kanye verse doesn't make it because kanye and his engineer screwed up or something i don't even know but the point here is i'm not trying to go on too much of a tangent but it's just the ego thing like kanye hears the name drake and he's like oh i gotta compete immediately now right so i don't know if that chemistry would work well but i think production wise because then kanye is behind the scenes in a different area then you might get like they might make magic happen right that's my take on like a drake kanye collab right well to go back to what you were saying earlier you were talking about like the kids see ghost project i could see something like that maybe Mm -hmm. if drake can set aside like his desire to be pro because like the thing about kids see ghost is is kanye's using kid cuddy as like a tool or like an instrument in that Mm -hmm. record like Mm cuddy's definitely not as prominent as he could have been right right 
So, but I don't think that'll happen like you're saying, because I don't think Drake's okay with that. And I don't think that, you know, Kanye will, would use, because Kanye's worked a lot more with Cuddy, like as mm-hmm. a collaborator, mm-hmm. you know, he knows his voice a lot more. He knows his things. But like that said, you know, look at, look at uh, the Drake version of 24 hours. I was about uh, to bring that up. At the concert was amazing. So yeah. if Kanye does stuff like that, you know, like if, and Kanye's got a great ear for using artists, right? Like, yeah. Look at the verses on Donder. Some of the best verses from those artists that we've gotten, right? Like Don exactly. Tolliver's, Roddy Rich's. Little like, yeah. Little you go on and on. Exactly. So so I think that Kanye knows how to use people. So if, if you're right, if both artists can set aside their egos, they could really make something amazing. But I just don't see it happening. I mean, right? you're going to get lyrical differences, though. I mean, with 24, it's not like, uh, like Drake's not going to be singing gospel lyrics. You know, that's right. just because sure. they were already sure. done. But yeah, sure. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, both of you guys um, and something for listeners to think about. So when it comes to how Kanye interacts with other artists compared to Drake, do you feel like Drake's intentions are different than Kanye's? Yeah, or is it 100%. Yeah. Right? That's why I figured. You know, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish and then I'll, I'll give my thoughts. Yeah, I was going to say that real quick. Yeah, I was going to say I feel the same or I feel the same way as well because when it comes to Drake or when it comes to artists who feature Drake or vice versa, uh, you kind of tend to, or you definitely tend, nine times out of ten to lean towards Drake because he's on that project, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to Kanye, um, you know, he's more of a producer, right? When it comes to, you know, uh, projects or EPs, whenever he's hopping on with an artist or, you know, vice versa as well. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's just the impact of who the person is on the track, right? And, you know, I think for me, I mean, I don't wanna, I don't know if it's the right word to use, but I think Drake is more of like a parasitic kind of relationship, excuse me, compared to Kanye, because Kanye is actually helping out the artist, but Drake is obviously like, you know, clinging on to that moment uh, when the artist drops that uh, single or EP, and then, I mean, now they're gone, right? That person is gone, and then Drake is still continuing on his success well i think it's the opposite actually because if you look at it like get when you if if you as an artist you got a drake feature like you're good at that point like you're gonna be in the hot 100 that's why people want to feature drake on their yeah. stuff especially the like, there's been yeah. there's been so many in the past just like this year i mean like trippy red was one of them like he put out like a extended version or like complete edition quote unquote on his album just because he got the drake verse in like a little bit late right and that yeah. people it was so funny because people were literally only anticipating the trippy red project just for that feature like i remember his comments like right. i remember his comments the night before it was actually sad like everyone in the comment in, on instagram was just like we're still waiting on that drake verse or whatever i mean look at a guy yeah. like smiley like smiley is garbage like smiley he, he's so bad his album was we can all agree. yeah we know we can all agree yeah. his album was horrible but that one song was being featured on you know like nfl sunday or whatever i think it was monday night football or something like that like just the visibility oh. that you know you get off of these features and i mean just with scary hours too as well right like you know, wants and needs like little babies on there. It doesn't it doesn't even matter. Little babies on there. Like he automatically got a top three hit because of that. And just uh, again, so I mean, parasitic yeah. might be a little harsh just because I don't think the right. artists see it that way, right? You know, they see it as like yeah. you know, I got it, I got the Drake feature, like I'm good. But when we're looking in terms of like making a quality song, right? You know, obviously if you work with Kanye, like you're gonna end up putting something that's very good quality out there uh but he can be a pain to work with so like you have to be as an artist be willing to go through that frustration of working with an ego like Kanye West because we've heard so many accounts and this is like man Kanye is the most difficult person right but yeah yeah. right so I think an interesting analogy here is you know working with Kanye might be like working with uh Stanley Kubrick if if you're familiar like he he was known to be like very tough on his actors and make Mm -hmm. them do like a lot of takes and be like very like eccentric and working with Drake is working with like who's like an A-list actor who's known for being off the handle (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. I don't know sure sure. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's an interesting take, right? Like, if you're working yeah. with Kanye, you're gonna be like kind of more in the support role, and his mm-hmm. name's gonna draw attention. But you're gonna have to deal with that perfectionist attitude versus like Drake's gonna, you know, be doing his thing, and and you know, I I think is an interesting analogy to think about. Yeah, and the Drake thing is also kind of like you know, send me your verse, I'll put something together and send it back to you, and you're good. <laughs> like, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 
All right, so I guess I'm up now, unless Jeremiah had any final thoughts on that one. Um, I mean, yeah, when it comes to the Kanye Drake collaboration, uh, there could, there's, I mean, it's there's more likely yeah. now. Potential yeah. compared to like, obviously, J. Cole and Kendrick, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Yep. But yeah, you can go ahead and go. Yeah, so since we're talking about Drake, the next one actually on my list, this is a little weird one because, like, I don't think it was more fan-driven hype, and I don't think it mm-hmm. was really ever going to happen. But Drake in the weekend, right? And the only reason mm-hmm. I bring this one up is because, you know, I don't I don't know if Abel's mentioned it before, but every time, like, Drake and the weekend were on stage together, always, like, maybe he was just kind of, like, trying to build hype off the moment, but he's like, he's like, hey, we got to drop that OVOXO tape sometime soon, and the crowd, like, is, like, cheering and everything, and the weekend just smiles and goes into the next song or whatever, so they've had a very weird relationship over the years. Like what actually it's like on behind the scenes. I think they've both kept very private to some mm-hmm. extent. Obviously there's the rumors that because the weekend didn't sign to OVO back in like 2011, 2012, that there was some bad blood there, which I don't really buy into. I think again, that was more like media driven, you know, gossip because they still collaborated on uh, Kissland, which was like a year and a half later. So it's not like, you know, they stopped working together and they brought each other on stage, uh, like during the Starboy and Views tours and exchanged like, you know, songs and stuff on stage together. So that was another great moment. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things that I think the reason that people and the, well, Maybe I should start with why this will never happen. It's just like The Weeknd's a full-blown pop star now, right? You know, it, it's no question about it. He's one of the biggest artists in the world commercially, you know, not like his fan base has expanded to just like so many people heard Blinding Lights and so many people have heard right. I Can't Feel My Face and The yeah. Hills and, you know, iconic hits like that. It's that he's no longer an artist that has like his core fan base. Like that is just like, you know, like the diehard fans from Trilogy, right? Like he's got fans everywhere. I don't think there's anybody that says, oh, like I don't like The Weeknd. He's in that space now. And the features that he does now are insane. Like he does features with the likes of Post Malone, Doja Cat, Ariana Grande. That's Ariana the space. Grande. Yeah, that's the space I mean, that he's yeah. gotten into. Go ahead, go ahead. Right, because like, yeah, I mean, like, if we're talking about The weekend, like, what he's done, like, his body of work, like, it spans throughout a whole decade, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you, I mean, for me, if I'm an artist and I get a weekend feature, like, mm-hmm. I'm excited, too, just as much as a Drake feature, as a Kanye feature, as a Kendrick feature, right? Right. It's because, like, weekend, or The weekend has had that body of work throughout the past decade and, mm-hmm. you know, throughout his whole career so far to where uh, he's earned that recognition, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to continue on what I was saying, it's just like, I I don't know if Drake even wants to work with artists like that. Because when you look at it, the features he does, they still tend to be rap, right? Um, And a lot of the times, like you just look at the features on CLB, it's predominantly rappers, right? Like, you know, you got Lil Baby on their future, Young Thug, Kid Cudi, like these type of artists, right? Um, Even though I would have loved to see The weekend on that project, right? It's just, I feel like they're just in in very different lanes now, both like creatively and as artists that like, I don't necessarily know if even Drake wants to like do like a collaboration anymore. Like they haven't even done a feature in almost nine years. It's like, why would they do like a whole collaborative tape together? Um, right. It's really, I think, just the energy off of Take Care and a lot of fans from that era that are like, oh, Take Care is like Drake's best work. And the original mixtapes are like the weekend's original, like true, like, you know, um, artistic vision. That's like, those are some of his best work. And the weekend helped with like five, six, seven songs off Take Care and Take Care was phenomenal. So they want to see that energy. But if that's the expectation, like I said, going back to expectation, if that's what you're expecting, ultimately you're going to be disappointed if something yeah. like that does see the light of day because neither of those artists make the music that they did 11 years ago, <laughs> right? So right. you won't get what you want out of these two. I mean, but it, it would be like a huge deal if they dropped the tape together. It's like two of the biggest artists in the world, not just in rap, like in, in commercial music period, doing a project together, it would go crazy. But I don't know what the reception on that would be right it would be like a huge pop hit but i don't Mm -hmm. think it would be like a critical hit i think critics would pan it right yeah i mean billboard success i mean it would i feel like if it would if it was a tape that would last you know another five years i feel like it wouldn't be as memorable in my Mm -hmm. opinion Mm -hmm. it's just like in the moment like let's say it dropped like tomorrow obviously a lot of people are going to stream it right Mm -hmm. but it's just like how long will sustain that success that impact that it had 
whenever it was announced or not announced, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I think about too longevity. So. Yeah, that, right. that's really all I got to say on that one, Lucas. If you want to jump into the next one. All right. So just to, to switch it up from all of this, uh, you know, old head talk. What about the Glacier head. Boys project? Had you all familiar with this? The Glacier Boys. Yeah, project? that was supposed to be Migos, Yadi, Gucci, man, right? Right. So I, I think this is a really interesting one to talk about because uh-huh. now that Cultured Three released and mm. you know did not do very well, do you think we could ever end up seeing this Glacier Boys? And if so, do you think it would revive Migo slash Yachty career? No, <laughs> like, because it would be... be it would be mid as hell. Like I'm telling you right now. Like you right. Got, so so all uh, three of these artists had like a very good moment in 2017. I could really like think about this for a second. You had Culture in 2017, right? from Migos right you had uh what was Little it Mr. Boat. Davis Mr. Davis from Gucci Mane right that was right. arguably like one of his biggest projects and then Lil Boat right exactly like mm-hmm. Yachty 2016 to 2017 they were all like in their prime some of like the three like most you know recognized artists at the time back then and so a, an effort between them at that point probably would have been really cool but at this point no like right, I would ra- right. I would I would rather you see like if we're because if we're talking about QC here, put little baby on there instead of the Migos. Like it'll be way better. Like all, already exactly. three times better. That's, that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. So so for more context on this, right? Like the, it was around like April of 2018. Gucci Mane tweeted. He said that he was gonna drop it for free tonight, and it was gonna be 14. That's what I mentioned. That's yeah. what I mentioned. <laughs> so it was supposed. It was really close to coming out, but apparently yeah. Yachty was like the holdout. Yachty said that he felt like the music wasn't on par with what he was doing in his solo work, and he didn't want to drop something because Culture Two just dropped recently, right? <laughs> so, so apparently that's why it didn't materialize at that point in time. But yeah, I kind of agree with what you are saying now. Like, I I think that these artists are kind of they had their moment in the sun, and and you know putting them all together is not gonna recatapult that i think the sound has just evolved right like the atlanta soundscape has just evolved past mm. what those artists yeah. are offering so yeah but but you know at the time it was definitely something that would have generated a lot of hype so yeah, jeremiah go ahead i know you've been wanting to speak <laughs> oh no i mean uh okay. what lucas actually looks already touched upon it so um yeah i mean i i probably wouldn't be that interested in that project if it were to drop I'm, I'm not the biggest fans of any of those guys. I mean, those guys are in high school and they're in high school for a reason. You know, I'm past that. I'm already 23. I think I've grown out of that, that right. mm-hmm. of rap. So um, I wouldn't be excited to drop personally. So that's actually another interesting thing to think about. I feel like Migos was like a high school phase, you know, now that it I was think right. About it, right. Dude, <laughs> like, our, like at our prom, like the main song everyone knew was bad and bougie. Right. Or even like oh, any, yeah. Migos song, any Migos song. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That's just so funny. Actually, uh, Lucas, you and I need to do an episode on QC because what's been going on down there over the past like five years is actually like so funny to me. Like you got, obviously you have the Migos and they had their like rise and then fall. But like what's happened to Yachty, bro? I'm telling you, Yachty has gotten played by like the label heads so much. It's actually yeah. hilarious. And it, it takes me back to the Joe Budden interview. Remember when Yachty was on Everyday Struggle? Like it was it was like the one of the very first episodes when Joe Budden academics were doing that show on complex together yadi was one of their first guests and there's still that huge meme about joe budden just going off on yadi about like what seemed to be like like stupid things and yadi mm-hmm. was like dude chill like i'm having fun just making music and he's like our age at the time right like 21 right. 22 and joe budden was trying to tell him he's like understand what deal you're in understand how your label is using you how umg is using you right um like just know your place in the industry and Yachty's all like oh yeah you know I'm just having fun making music I like hip-hop you know it's cool and, and he's just trying to play it off like bro why are you coming at me I'm just a kid like you know making music <laughs> making a lot of money but now when you look back on it, it's like Joe Budden was right because ultimately Yachty it's like he never took advantage of what he had I feel um it, but that's like a whole different topic. I don't want to go. That's on right. Topic. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's a very different topic. I don't want to go on a tangent here, but we'll, we'll do an episode on QC eventually. Cause I think it's absolutely hilarious, but yeah. Um, let's move on into the next album we've got here, which Jeremiah, it's your turn to share. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm going to switch it up as well. So okay. I know we talked about like how Eagles are clashing, how we talked about, you know, how certain artists or certain artists who have, been in the industry for so long have impacted other upcoming artists but 
One artist I feel like that has been in the shouts for too long is Frank Ocean. I don't know if you guys remember mm, yeah. his uh, Boys Don't Cry uh, album where he came out. Uh, he actually, it's on his website too. So if you guys knew, or if you guys know, um, he has an independent label now. It's called Blonded. So mm-hmm. uh, he's gone away from you know the other label that helped him. We got Channel Orange and you know Blonde as well. Um, yeah, but Boys Don't Cry. Uh, that one, he was like, you know, I got two. He got two albums for that, and I was pretty excited for that. I mean, that was like back in high school as well. So that was like years ago, even before you know COVID hit, right? So, um, I mean, he has released some singles throughout, um, you know, between 2018 and even 2020. But even then, like that didn't come to fruition because uh, I think what also played a part into why this album never came out uh, was the fact that his brother, he actually passed away. Mm-hmm. He died in a car crash, unfortunately, last year. So, but even then, like, you know, that, that did play a part into like why he halted his music. And also with some like Frank Ocean, like as much as I'm a big fan of him, I feel like I can't be that patient with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I love his work, but like his body of work compared to like these other artists we've mentioned in the episode right now. I mean, like you, you, there's only so much you can listen to when it comes to like someone like Frank Ocean. Like you want more from him, right? You want something different. I mean, he's even said like he wants to explore like an EDM kind of sound, like a European kind of sound, like, you know, David Guetta, Martin Garrix, you know, mm-hmm. those other, you know, DJs that we know we grew up with. Um, you know, he wants to, you know, push less because like you know when it comes to frank ocean's um this geography it's more of like a personal experience it's like more of a nostalgic feel right on you know how we grew up as like you know as adult right as you know adolescence kind of thing so i think that's he's trying to like you know shift away from that and go towards like i said more of like an edm kind of thing he actually did like a spanish song um he released mm-hmm. a single uh last year of a spanish song from like a random tape um as far as like any SoundCloud releases or anything else, like I don't know personally, just because like I said, like he's just been in the shadows for too long. He was the last public appearance he did make, though I will say, was at the Met Gala. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. saw that. He was at the Met Gala. He was only at that little like Shrek, little green baby, robot baby. I thought it was pretty cute. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would say, I would advise you guys to watch that. He, I mean, he didn't mention anything about the album, obviously, but like he just mentioned like, you know, he's making his own fashion uh mm-hmm. brand and whatnot you know blonde is obviously a big thing for him right now yeah. uh but there is rumors though that he might appear in the next coachella event maybe 2023 i believe mm-hmm. not next year but like 2023 okay. and that might be the time where he might drop something but even then like you know we've already gone so many years without anything from him like any right. project so the fact that we've gone that so long i feel like it's not going to come to fruition What's anything does come last... out... oh sorry but... Yeah, I was gonna say it was Blonde his last like major release. Yes, yeah, that was 2016. Wow. So that was five years ago. Yeah. It's like almost on a Rihanna level, right? <laughs> you know, with yeah. it's always on Rihanna. <laughs> and Kendrick. Well, Kendrick actually 2017, so a little bit. Right, right, a little bit. Kendrick more was recently. yeah, a year later, right. Mm-hmm. But even then, like I, I said, like oh sorry, yeah. I was gonna say, like, yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're comparing Kendrick's, you know, how he releases music compared to Frank. I mean, Kendrick, we know he's more cautious with it. He wants to read the, you know, the climate of, you know, the industry, the climate of, you know, of our society. And Frank, it's it, it just like, you know, you don't know. Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just a very enigma- uh, mysterious figure. Sorry, that's the word I want to use. Right. He's very Enig- mysterious figure. Yeah. Enigmatic. Yeah, that's the word. He's yeah. so mysterious, even more than the weekend sometimes, because at least the weekend's active on social and stuff these days now. Right. right. Like, exactly. Frank Ocean, needs like, he's just... <laughs> you don't know what's going on behind the scenes right you never know right i was gonna mention that i i remember earlier this year people were really excited they thought something was gonna drop but it ended up just being like a fashion line or something so my understanding yeah. is he's much more focused on the fashion right now than the music i don't know how true that is but but that's just my understanding from what i saw fans getting yeah. hyped about and then what they got Again, so. alluding to Rihanna a little bit, right? Like the yeah. fashion versus music. It sounds like a Rihanna type <laughs> It's that so similar. Great. But but I, I guess what the, the more interesting thing is, there's more things to suggest that Rihanna might have retired from music than like Frank, right? right but like Frank, right. it's like you can expect that you'll probably get something within the next few years. With Rihanna, it's just like, who knows? You know, like 
it's yeah. very. Hard I mean, she had a baby, or she's gonna have a baby too, right? With ASAP. So that's well, that, well, I thought that was uh, shut down. I thought those rumors were like false or something. I don't know. I haven't looked into it recently. Was it actually I confirmed? It I don't. I don't remember it being actually confirmed. I remember it was trending, but like I think it got shut down or something. I don't know. We'll, oh, we'll, okay. we'll figure it out. We'll fact yeah. check it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fact check it. Yeah. While you guys are talking. So. Yes. Okay. So next one I wanted to bring up actually, and so. Um, Y'all might remember this a little bit. It was it it got talked about for like a month or so, and then for whatever reason, like the whole idea kind of just fell through. And I don't think it's gonna happen. But Travis and Kid Cudi, um, if you remember back in April 2020, they released a song together called "The Scots." Right? It was part of the whole mm, Fortnite. I remember promo. that. Yeah, and yep. it was actually a really great song. It debuted number one on the Hot 100. It had a huge debut. Um, and this isn't the first time Travis and Cuddy have worked together. Um, Baptized in Fire was a song that Travis was featured on along with Cuddy. And then there was Through the Late Night, right, from Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight. That was a, like really one of, if you ask Travis fans, you know, that's one of his more like memorable features and like just efforts on a song in general. Um, Travis has always said, you know, Kid Cudi is probably his number one like musical inspiration. Just when you think about it, right, the whole mm-hmm. um he's creating instrumentals with his voice to some extent. Like he does like a lot of humming and background noise. And Travis does a lot of those things many times, much more with the production than with his own voice. But that's where the inspiration for like a lot of the auto tune and like humming and ad libs, a lot of that comes from Cuddy and this whole idea of like psychedelic music, right. That kid Cuddy creates Travis, you know, replicates that energy. Um, And so we wouldn't have Travis sounding the way he does in his music without Cuddy as an inspiration. And so, they you know linked up on this song and i think both of them were saying it's like travis and cuddy album on the way but it's been like almost two years now and we haven't even gotten anything else going and well <laughs> it, it's definitely obviously with travis it's that's a whole nother controversy right on right now but um but even, also with cuddy yeah yeah but you know even before the astroworld thing it was like it seemed like the focus for travis was entirely on utopia and cuddy mm-hmm. with what he said at rolling loud last week it was the whole like yeah i've got one project on the way next summer and I'm going to drop something else before then, but there's been no mention of any collaborative efforts with Travis Scott. So I think this is kind of just like been sent to oblivion at this point. Right. Right. I, I think Cuddy's one of those artists that always is like, Hey, something's in the pipeline. I got something on the way, but like things don't materialize as often as you would expect. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't think it, this will ever materialize, especially like you were saying with, with what's happened in the past year. Um, I don't know if I wanted to, too, though. You know, I just think that they have, like, a very similar sound. I don't know if a collab album would work so well between these two, right? Well, the just like, like you mentioned. I actually think that this might actually, like, if you look at the potential of all the albums we put together in the list, this one is higher up, you know, in my opinion. Because production-wise, I think it could just work very well because they'll both fit on very unique-sounding beats that only work for them. That's fair, but I, I think there'd be too much toe stepping if that makes sense. Like, I sort, think there's yeah. too much. I, I sort of agree. Here. Like, if, if you think about the Scots, like it was a great song, but like they didn't have much synergy, like as a collective, exactly. right? Because they, they kind say. of had separate verses. That's what and I'm trying to say. Maybe yeah. you just blame that on COVID and the fact that they probably didn't actually link up to get that song put together because right. it dropped in like April right. or May of 2020. Uh, but you know, I, I think it could go both ways, but I. I see the potential there just from a production right. standpoint and the type of music they make together. Go ahead, Jeremiah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was going to say like, yeah, out of all the projects we've talked about so far, the potential projects, I mean, are we saying that compared to Drake and Kanye, like there wouldn't be as much toe-stepping if it was a Kid Cudi? Well, like I said, I just have a different, I just have a different perspective on that. And that I, I think if they ended up working together, like I would be under the assumption that it would be mostly Kanye on production versus Kanye on the verse. That's just the way I see it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's the personalities that would clash with mm-hmm. Cudi and Scott. I think it would be more of the, the sounds themselves. The right. Sounds. Like I don't, I think they would have more of a problem like matching their styles. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, if that's all we got on that one, Lucas, you can jump into your next one. Uh, okay, so this is something that, you know, um, uh, speaking of artists with like kind of dead careers or something along those lines, I was talking about Glacier Boys last. Mm-hmm. So this one I thought was interesting, not because I like really love these artists, but because they, at the time they were really capturing a lot of energy. 
And that was like Chance and Gambino. So apparently Chance and Gambino had a rumored collab project. They said they had recorded like, I don't remember how many tracks, but they they said they had an EP ready. Like 14 songs is what they were aiming for. And this was back in, uh, Jeremiah, do you remember what this was? Like 2017, 2016? Yeah, it was before Big Day. Yeah, it was before Big Day, but it was after Coloring Book. Yeah, I would say before Big Day for sure. Yeah. Right. And it, and it was also before Gambino transitioned to like uh, Awaken My Love. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was back when they were both oh. doing like actual rap from what I understand. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think at the time, you know, they were both capturing like a really sizable share of like the um, Internet rap. Like they were both products of the Internet. Right. Like Childish Gambino right. had is like because the Internet and yeah. his mixtapes that mm-hmm. were very inspired by that. And, uh, and then you, you have know, acid rap with a chance. And exactly. So I think that they, they couldn't have synergized together very well, especially because um, their rap styles are kind of more light. Like both of them have like a lighter, airier style. They're I was not gonna like say the same very thing. oppressive. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was before everything changed. Right. <laughs> and then, then we had the big day. And then we had Childish Depart into this entirely different sound with Awaken My Love and, uh, you know, This Is America and his most recent stuff. So I, I, I uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that this would materialize today? I think Chance fumbled the bag. It's too late. I think it's, yeah, it's on Chance. Dude, <laughs> yeah. It's on one person. It's on both. It's, it's on not one. on both. <laughs> Gambino, Gambino is still a successful artist. I mean, when he drops yeah. a project in a year, he ends up headlining festivals, right? Like, what is Chance doing at this point? So <laughs> that's the way I see it. I still think the potential is there, though. Like that said, like, you know, I think listening to Awaken My Love, like the production on that is amazing and the well, sounds yeah. he chooses are so different. So I think if anything, maybe there's a chance for for Chance to like break out mm-hmm. of the sound he's defined for himself and explore something new with Childish as, as like production. So I think that would be really interesting. I'd be really interesting in seeing something like that. But I don't know if it'll happen. I don't think it will happen at this point because you're right. I think Chance has just gone out of the mainstream focus so much yeah Yeah, i mean chance it's funny we talked about this a couple of weeks ago but it's just like dude had such a successful run i mean like obviously there was acid rap and then coloring book was huge a lot of people loved it it won a grammy and he was getting a lot of his feature demand was going up because i remember do you remember that one song it was with like dj Khaled, justin bieber quavo uh and and chance it was like i'm the one oh i'm the one yeah Yeah. dude that that got so much radio time right and and chance in a lot of ways was advertised as like one of the better parts of that song i just remember he had such a huge 2016 2017 and then from right it's just like what happened was peak. To him, right he's just peak. like he, he peaked so quickly and then it's just you know he just lost his like appeal ever since then people would be walking around wearing that number three hat and you don't really I actually see have one at home oh you do okay yeah i remember i got it like, i got it for a gift exchange yeah know. yeah i remember that was a huge like merch trend going on back then like everyone wanted that hat so um I mean, it's a cool it hat i'm not gonna lie but it's dope yeah it was- I, I just, I really am hoping I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, I've been, I've been thinking about it a little bit more and I'm really pulling for chance to make a comeback. You know, I, I think the ability is there. I just think that he's got to like redefine himself to break out of big day, you know, <laughs> but I'm hoping for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he showed that he has the ability. It's just like, exactly. I guess yeah, he just yeah. got to get it back a right. little bit. Right. So, all right, you're up next Jeremiah. I've got only one left on my list, by the way. So we're, we're reaching I got one. the end here. I got one more left too. So okay. um, yeah, going back to like the R&B scene. So I mentioned Frank Ocean. So mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that that might, that may not come to fruition, unfortunately. So, but we'll see if he can uh-huh. do something with that uh, sound. Uh, the artist I want to mention though is a uh, SZA. And I mentioned Ooh. episode like she's one I grew up with. I think with this one, it's more the fact that, you no, know, she has music. She has been in the studio working with a lot of people um, like Timberlake, Lizzo, those people but i think it's more of like a label situation that's mm-hmm. been holding her back for mm-hmm. sure i mean we you mentioned like rd i think you guys mentioned rde you know with j rock schoolboy oh tde yeah, yeah. tde yeah. yeah tde yeah excuse me yeah tde uh i mean yeah it's more of a label situation uh because uh when it comes to you know sizza's releases uh her first single for this album came out in september 2020 so about a year ago that was hit different with the tie dollar sign and then a few months later was uh, Good Days, you know, a single by her December of last year. 
And then just recently she dropped another single called I Hate You. So it's just like the inconsistency of her singles being dropped and mm-hmm. the fact that we haven't gotten an album yet. We have three singles confirmed for this project. It just tells me that, you know, it's just a late situation too. So, and also like when it comes to SZA as an artist, like Control is definitely like her best work because it's only yeah. her, it's her only work, right? I mean, she's right. had mixed states too with Z and S, but Control is what she's most known for. She got like, what, five nominations for that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of her success, she has, you know, a lot of people love working with her. I mean, we've seen Doja work with her. We've seen... Mm-hmm um travis worked with her i mean love the mm-hmm. war that's what really got her on the map for sure yeah i'd say we really got her on the map as an artist um she's worked with a lot of other artists as well uh, maroon five as well but it's more the fact that she's um there as a feature artist that's why she's gotten the bill for success so when it comes to her you know individual content i, I say it's more of a life situation and uh, she also like you know there is rumors saying that her like her manager i think his name is punch you know punch of that label yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know who punches, right? Yeah, there's people were saying like, you know, there's some beef going on between them, and uh, I think on the Joe Budden podcast, uh, Punch or like Joe Budden even asked him like, "Yo, what are you doing with this girl, bro? Like, why are you holding him back?" Uh, or Rory mentioned it. Rory was like, "Yo, can you can you release this project right now? We need to hear from our girl SZA." And he's like, "Hey, it'll come it's soon, right?" That's what, yeah. He just said Punch soon. always does that. Punch oh, always yeah. does that. Punch they always been, does that. Right? The same thing Very with Kendrick's album, and they've been doing that forever and. Yeah, well, I, I, I have no think doubt we'll get it eventually. Kendrick has a lot to do with that because I feel like Kendrick's really just been taking his time, and it's like he he even though he's leaving, like so much of what happens at TDE yeah. is all dependent on like when the pieces of the puzzle fall like around Kendrick, right? So right, a, a part of it might be like TDE just refusing to let SZA drop before Kendrick for some reason, you know? Um, that is so, true. Yeah. Yeah. So if Kendrick takes another year, I guess this has taken another year too. I mean, we'll see what happens, but that's my prediction. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you're right. You know, it is a hundred percent. It's TV. Like she has the music. Um, my only, yeah. my only hope is that it's like not too like old. Like I, I hope the sound is like, you know, timeless and polished enough to when it, when it mm-hmm. releases, it's not overshadowed by the trends of the industry because I'm sure it's been recorded for a little while now and they're just sitting on it right yeah. that, that's my impression on how a lot of the music at td is right now uh yeah. so yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll see i mean you wouldn't want if i'm SZA, i wouldn't want to drop an album the same time as kendrick right so obviously yeah if, uh, if i'm SZA, i would want my album to be released before kendrick or you know obviously not the same time as kendrick so. yeah right, i mean right. it, but, it would make sense to drop it like if, i don't know they, they should have dropped it. they had like a huge window especially this month i think was actually a really good window so I, yes. right. like you yes. know most of the major releases have passed now and we're, it, we're really like winding down with the year now it's like not not anything significant obviously you had roddy but like even then like i'm yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised that they're waiting this long Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll jump into the last one I have here. So this one's actually really interesting. Um, without warning, too. We've talked about without mm-hmm. warning before on here. That would dropped mm-hmm. in 2017. So that was the tape with, with 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro. Um, the irony here is pretty funny because this this was a surprise release, right? No one even expected that it was coming, right? No one had right. any idea that 21 and Metro were working on a project together with Offset. Like that's a that's a pretty ambitious collaboration if you think about it. Like two artists plus a producer, you don't see that very often. Um, but nonetheless, it happened. It dropped on Halloween 2017, and literally the album title was synonymous with like how it dropped. Like it just like showed up out of nowhere, which is where the irony comes from. Because for the past three years, people have been are like, have people have been like, we want without warning too. It's like okay, first of all, how is it going to be called without warning? <laughs> you can't if you're yeah, going you to promote it, right? Second of yeah. all, like Metro himself, I think confirmed in 2019 that it doesn't exist. He's like, no, this won't be happening or something. Right, right. And this was also at a time where, you know, obviously 21 and Metro did do a project, right? We had Savage Mode 2 in 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the three of them, like you would be able to get Offset back into the mix just because Offset was like at his peak in 2017, not just with like the Migos as popular as they were, but Offset as like an individual artist was really right. starting to garner a lot of attention because 
people were like, oh, he had the best performance on like Culture 2 or whatever. And he was doing a lot of features and just on a bunch of songs where people were like, oh, Offset's going like Offset's the best like Migo or whatever, right? There was that mm-hmm. whole discussion. And so he was really capitalizing on that and he hopped on this project. And it was a really, really great project. Like believe it or not, 21 and Offset had great synergy together. The production was great, obviously. Um, and, and this has become one of the more like beloved collaborative tapes among like, fans of that style of hip-hop especially like atlanta hip-hop right, right? and yeah. you know the same reason it's like people are like oh we need a super slimy too with like future and young thug right that was that would actually dropped like two weeks before this one um and there's you know what a time to be alive too is another one where people are like oh we need this project so naturally it happened without warning um but it, it's not going to happen just because i think metro already like shut it down and mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's just too ironic with the name it's just like if it's going to happen it's just going to drop surprise is gonna be it has to be a surprise you can't call something without warning and then not surprise drop it right right um, but i just think that they had like a window of opportunity they seized it in 2017 it's just not there anymore yeah definitely um yeah and i i think the biggest thing holding it back is what you said earlier that it's just like with offset like i don't think you're gonna mm-hmm. be able to get them back in the studio for a project like that especially with how culture three went and how it looks like the amigos you know hey but uh i mean not without warning super slimy two is gonna happen at some time they uh okay i don't know I, I, young thug was probably on something when he was talking about this but it was like a year <laughs> i mean two yeah ago. young thug is a <laughs> well dude, he was just being so goofy about it he, he was just randomly on ig live he's like he said like what a slime to be alive future baby thug and gonna coming soon i'm like what <laughs> he was just he was just talking he's just, like, yeah yeah he just talking yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know but hey that would be cool though that, that's like a double collab album at that point that would <laughs> actually be like it. really OP, i'd love to bro. see it jeremiah any thoughts um yeah we'll see if it comes yeah comes out. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that's all i gotta say all right it's a big pot a big pot of, of artists so yeah at definitely. least for that one mm. yeah well, that actually rounds off my list, Lucas. Do you have any more, or are you done? I mean, I can keep going a little bit more, but okay, let's do one uh, more from you. Discussion. Well, you know but... more, all right, all right. Let me give you one more. Okay. So one that I've always really wanted, because this is back in like my like young middle school days, was Eminem and Lil Wayne. You know, they were on uh, mm. Drop the World, and then they did one more track together. I, what was it on? Eminem well, project. Who hasn't Lil Wayne done a track with at this point? Yeah, right, at this point, yeah. <laughs> But the thing about that was like Eminem usually like back in his heyday, right? He would body everyone on features, right? Like back in his heyday, he was definitely like the number one feature guy on rap that would body anyone and everyone he's with. But Lil Wayne held his own on those Mm -hmm. features, right? So that's why I think if they're ever going to get an Eminem collaborative tape again, besides like Bad Meets Evil, it's got to be with Lil Wayne. And and Lil Wayne's been really trying to like get back in the scene and just have fun recently. You saw that with like Trust Fund Babies and his other projects and stuff from this year, all the features he's done with a random artist. So I think if it's going to happen now might not be a bad time for that to actually happen. So I think out of all the projects, this one is like the most likely and also the least likely just because they're both kind of old. <laughs> so That's I don't know. Problem, yeah. I don't know how likely it is that people are going to ask for this and that this is going to actually get done. But I think it, it, it's definitely something that I like, you know, guilty pleasure really want to see happen. I, I don't really have much to say on that. I mean, I, I agree, you know, it's just like, you know, Eminem with the features, especially like 2000 to 2010, it was just crazy. And Lil Wayne also had like, he, he was also like, if you talk about Rushmore right. of like 2000s, right? Both are candidates, you know, easily, you know, mm-hmm. for, for like right. the top four from that era. Uh, so it would be cool. I, I just think it would have been a lot cooler 10 years ago than it would Right. Be now they're so oh, far definitely. past their prime, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, no disrespect ago. no disrespect to either of them i just think they're not like putting out the same lightning in the bottle they had then yeah very different spaces you got lil wayne working with rich the mid and then you got uh m&m you got m&m opening up a shop called mom spaghetti and serving like spaghetti <laughs> to people like on the- <laughs> that's genius, bro. That's, so that, genius. That, that, that's 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 what you crazy. have between the two oh, yeah. i think All it right. would have been i think it would have been cool uh to have them i know he's not going to be in the super bowl yeah. you know um spotlight but if little wayne was there instead of snoop dog and eminem mm-hmm. is already there mm-hmm. maybe that could have been something exactly to see something there but i think nfl fumbled on that but that's 
that's a different yeah different NFL fumble. Right. <laughs> NFL fumble. That's a good one. That's a good. One. All right. Yeah. Well, that that rounds off our list here or lists, I guess, here today. That was fun. That was interesting to talk about oh, yeah. some of these like uh, projects. You know that you know we we won't we probably will never see them, but they they there was a moment in time for all of these projects where we thought it was going to happen. So just to revisit yep. some of them is always fun. Um, yeah, so we've only got one more episode left before the end of the year. So that'll be our 2021 recap. Um, mm -hmm. we've already nice. put our list of albums together. That's going to be a lot of fun. Probably going to be a long one. I'm expecting yeah. maybe about two hours on that one, just cause we've got a lot of albums to talk mm -hmm. about. Cause this year was just crazy for music. And now we've had a chance to sit on a lot of these projects for an extended period of time, especially mm -hmm the ones from the end of the summer, like, you, you know, your Donda and CLB melodic blue life of a Dawn. Some of these, like really like some of my favorite projects from high profile. That, yeah. Yeah. That now yep. I've had time to really take in over a number of weeks and gotten to see some of these guys perform songs off in of Vegas. live. So that, mm -hmm. that affects things a lot for music um, in my opinion. And so Definitely expect some changes in opinion for me on a lot of these albums, um, but I'm not going to reveal too much. Definitely want to keep everyone on their toes and listening when we do drop that episode next week. So um, yeah, Jeremiah, thanks so much for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed yeah. it. You did a great job. That was a lot of fun. It's always great to have guests on here and get new perspectives and add to our conversation. So great having you on. Yeah, very refreshing. Yeah, no, big guests for having me. I'm glad to be back uh in the podcast realm for sure you know uh if i could plug myself real quick uh if you guys want to follow my podcast i have yep. my own it's called the avenues show uh we're on youtube actually so cool. if you guys prefer youtube we have that if you're on spotify and you're broke like me we have spotify too <laughs> apple Podcasts, all that but youtube is our main platform so you can look cool. it up on there um you can follow me on instagram if you want mm -hmm. to uh jchuck11 jeremiah chaco uh c-h-a-c-k-o on instagram twitter and that's where you can find me yep nice little shout yeah. out there all right and for everyone listening like i said we'll be back next week to round off season three and 2021 it's been a great year and we'll hope to have you guys listen next week